welcome to the Benjes Club everyone. Every week we're going to discuss an English TV show or a movie on this podcast. This is a new podcast, so you're going to like this a lot. Um we're going to give you a synopsis of that TV show or the movie that we're going to discuss every week and then we're going to give you a spoiler alert because if you haven't watched it then we w- we wouldn't like to spoil your fun. And if you have watched it then you can get engaged within our discussions that we're going to do every week. So we're going to give our reviews about how we felt about that TV show or the movie when we watched it and then we're going to discuss about the theories, the subplots, the facts and the fun part, everything we're going to discuss on this podcast. And once we're done with that discussion, we'll just pro- probably explore the future possibilities for that TV show or the movie or maybe just conclude it by saying thank you for giving us a really amazing show. Hey. <laughs> so Once we're done with the discussion of the TV show or the movie, we're going to start off a new segment on this podcast every week at the end. That's known as the story that you have to hear. And the story that you have to hear is going to be a very short story. That's a very short uh, it it has got nothing to do with the TV show or the movie that we're going to discuss every week. It's going to be a short story about anything that's an that's an interesting topic that we're going to pick up from either my co-host who's going to be there every week with me on the podcast or it's just going to be me who's going to be picking up a really interesting short story from online and is going to discuss on the podcast which is going to make the podcast really interesting because this is a platform where we like to sort of encourage some budding writers who like to write uh, really good short stories and stuff like that So this is the first episode of the Benjes Club and on this episode we're going to discuss Game of Thrones. So obviously Game of Thrones is arguably one of the most famous TV shows of all time and it's probably got the most TRPs for a TV show ever in the history of television uh yeah television history and we're going to discuss what went wrong with game of thrones season 8 exactly and obviously we're going to relive all the memories of the tv show game of thrones till season 7 because season 8 wasn't that great to be honest as people would say but yeah we're going to relive all the memories of game of thrones we're going to discuss all the theories and stuff related to game of thrones and we're going to get get involved into the discussion along with you guys who are listening to this So I've got my brother Madhav who's going to be involved with me in this discussion and we're going to straightly dive into all the things that are related to Game of Thrones and analyze why actually it went wrong. So let's just get a synopsis of Game of Thrones. So basically who haven't watched Game of Thrones ever I'm sure there must be people who haven't watched Game of Thrones but yeah for them I would say uh Game of Thrones is nothing but an ancient story wherein there are nine noble families who are at constant warfare with each other and they want to win over something that's known as the Iron Throne so all these families betray each other they kill each other and there's a lot of things and warfares that's uh, that's happening all around the show and ultimately their goal is to win over the iron throne so yep that's basically game of thrones um so that was a synopsis a small synopsis uh, for you and you're going to enjoy it probably till season 6 i would say uh but then yep season 7 and season 8 uh are sort of uh i would say rushed but yeah 
pretty much Game of Thrones is one of the most famous TV shows of all time, and I'm pretty sure most of you might have watched it uh, sometime or the other. So now I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. So yeah, those who haven't watched Game of Thrones or are planning to watch Game of Thrones, it's uh, time to just skip the next probably a half an hour or whatever time this podcast is gonna last. So yeah. spoiler alert to all of those and now it's time to get into the discussion so for the first questions before we sort of dive into the beginning of game of thrones initially is why did game of thrones season 8 actually fail uh, uh, i mean what was the reason why people got disappointed with game of thrones season 8 so yep uh, madhav's with me my cousin so yep hello mate uh, great to have you on the podcast for the first time um, happy to be here yep so what hey what Why has Game of Thrones season eight been such a disappointment? Hey, hey, man. Good evening. It's wonderful to be. Yep. Game of Thrones is practically one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Uh, there's no fact disagreeing with that because it's got like great casting, perfect screenplay, perfect cinematography with riveting background music. but the thing was that the major problem game of thrones season 7 and 8 faced was like what you've told it's it's rushed and one one of the major thing which impacted a lot during season 7 and 8 was that the source material which is originally written by george r r martin it was stopped till season 6 or 7 and season 8 was completely the creation of dnd and i feel that the creation of dnd was pretty uh, sucked up because they they didn't have the perfect vision and imagination what martin had that's why if you compare season 6 and season 7 you would see that difference what how how badly yeah exactly yeah because i think uh, uh, still you know if you see game of thrones season 1 to season 6 uh, it had a pattern i mean the first 8 episodes would have been a build up to something big and the ninth episode it was just uh, absolute uh, absolutely i mean it was an absolutely mind boggling twist every time in in the ninth episode of every season and then season 10 uh, episode 10 of every season it was just the recovery of what happened in the season uh, episode 9 of every season and then suddenly i think uh, season 7 and season 8 sort of uh, went off that pattern that's what yeah, i exactly. feel exactly something like that because hbo i what i felt with hbo is that the production of the first six seasons was like excellent it was beautiful it was perfect every every person watching game of thrones was like hooked to his seat till the last moment and what happens in season 7 and 8 they rush everything the production goes on for a long time but what do they do they come up they come up with uh, less episodes lesser than the previous seasons and what and the storylines they have chosen the source material they have taken it's all it all felt like uh, they didn't do it properly as as or as carefully as they did with the first six seasons that's what i feel yeah Uh, I pretty much agree with that, and I think uh, if you talk about season eight and season seven, especially, I think season seven wasn't as bad as season eight because I felt uh, one of that episode where uh, Viserion got killed uh, by uh, the Night King. I think that was an episode that was absolutely mind blowing uh, because I mean it was a great twist, and then obviously he came with the dragon and just burned the wall, and then that was that was sort of a very good build up to season 8 that left uh, left the fans on the edge of the seats but the thing with season 8 that i felt was uh, the story that they 
try to build up in it where they sort of uh, tried to show Daenerys as the ultimate villain and the Mad Queen. I think if they had gone with the normal pace, I thought uh, then they would have actually uh, taken two more seasons to slowly build up uh, things to show that Daenerys is going to be the actual villain and she's going to turn into a Mad Queen and then ultimately uh, Jon Snow is going to kill her off sadly and then uh, you know someone like a brandon stark will end up at the iron throne so i think all these developments and twists i think uh, if if game of thrones had fo- followed its normal pace of its six seasons i think uh, it would have probably uh, taken two more seasons to complete and pr- maybe in uh, by the end of a season 9 or a season 10 if it had ever released i i think that that would have been a good good i mean not justified ending but i think a decent ending uh with respect to the pace of the show that i would say uh and exactly. yeah yeah exactly that's what uh the character development in game of thrones like from season 1 to 7 they've been carefully developing all these beautiful characters which which people relate to themselves which people love themselves treat themselves like family and then what happens in season 8 suddenly they want to kill main characters off they want to like elevate some characters in a situation where no one would expect they would be and like they at one point i was watching game of thrones only because of daenerys targaryen her character so powerful so mesmerizing and so beautiful that it made me stick to my seat and like binge watch a whole season and then what happens in season 8 a transition a complete 360 transition over an episode and that was like uh, yeah completely really messed up yeah that's really something to blame Yep, and yeah, most of the most of the fans were actually watching it for Emilia Clarke for her amazing acting and beauty. Yeah, so that's pretty much a fair point. Um, so yep, yeah, like let's just like dive in season by season. So yeah, season one was kind of a boring start for me uh, as a fan. For uh, first, I still remember when I was watching the season one. Um, when i was watching the episode 4 of season 1 i kind of slept off uh, in mid- in the middle of the episode and then i never sort of bothered to watch game of thrones again but i thought then but then i thought that uh, since many people are watching i sh- i think i should keep on track uh, with game of thrones and i somehow managed to get to season 1 episode 7 and that's where the game actually began and that's where things sort of started elevating and that's when i sort of thought uh that the pattern of game of thrones sort sort of started to become more clear to sort of build up a game that would actually uh, show its true colors in episode 9 of each season and yeah season by season that went and so yeah okay. season 1 yeah season 1 was it boring or was it a good introduction for you there season 1 was not bad that's what i'd say because it was perfect in its way of building the characters characters which we never knew we would love this much and i agree it's boring at the beginning but that's what most major shows have the problem like yeah, they and, do uh, have a slow start and it, it it does take time to build up characters and yeah, in that fact yeah, yeah and the most funniest part is uh, when you know people who start watching game of thrones initially they kind of think that yeah ned stark's a very good character and they sort of start to uh, you know connect with him and then uh, when they watch a season 1 episode 9 that's yeah. where they absolutely get screwed I and mean, what the hell's happened so that's basically the introduction to game of thrones and then moving on to season 2 i think uh, i think the battle of blackwater has to be the hi- highlight of that uh, 
season uh, the 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 one where uh, stannis baratheon attacks uh, king's landing and then there's a good 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 fight that's that's probably the highlight of that season uh, yes. and and then they sort of showed the white walkers uh, in, as a in a cameo i would say in a so- in a short tease but i think the the way they uh, you know dealt with the whole story of white walkers was probably not right if you sort of go into the end so we have season 2 exactly. what, what, what what's your thought about season 2 there season 2 was the perfect follow up for season 1 after a slow and but fine start season 2 went on smoothly like uh, yes everyone almost everyone loved next arc and everyone was so disappointed with his death that many people may not like uh, being with next stark they won't feel such a like uh, affinity with season 2 but the surprise of season 2 is tyrion lannister peter dinklage what an actor he is the yeah. way his character yeah. built up the way his his character amazing. is shown in his performance as tyrion the imp or or the dwarf like perfect perfect performance from him supported by jaime lannister nicola costa rodlu the chemistry between the brothers and like it's amazing and as you said the battle of blackwater is the highlight of season 2 i mean uh the the ideas the strategies serian comes up with in in the sweet cameo by tywin lannister at the end which which is the saving factor of the war it's like uh, perfect yep i think that's absolutely perfect and that's when you no know, season 3 when uh, it began that's where you sort of start hating uh, the joffrey baratheon character who actually becomes the king and sort of betrays the starks and you know all that stuff and then season 3 uh, i don't remember what exactly uh, happened that greatly in season 3 i think was it when uh, i think daenerys was daenerys uh, obviously grew up a dragon and i think she blew someone off and there uh, i think by the end of season 3 i think she sort of became the khaleesi that people love so much and yeah yes. so what are your memories of season 3 there uh season 3 most memorable one is the red wedding of course oh yeah I no i think the red wedding is in season 4 no 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 oh, no, no yeah sorry sorry yeah the red wedding is in season 3 i forgot yeah how can i forget the red wedding that's the best episode ever i, I mean, mean that's the greatest that, betrayal i've ever seen on yeah, anything yeah, that's the greatest scene. betrayal i mean <laughs> you could sort of say argue that that sort of a betrayal happened in indian politics as well but uh-huh. yeah, exactly. fair play but yeah recently in in one of the states that we would not like to mention to create or avoid some controversy so yeah uh, but yeah talking about the red wedding i think uh, yeah uh, obviously who was john snow's brother that guy uh, who got killed off uh, i forgot his name uh, rob stark rob stark yeah rob stark got killed right yeah so rob stark i i sort of felt that this this is another powerful character who's going to develop really well uh, going into season 5 season 6 when i was in season 2 or 3 and then I, then when the red wedding came you know people were saying uh, i still remember when i sort of uh, streamed the red wedding i was actually downloading that episode from one of the sites and uh, i whenever i download an episode i just uh, just <coughs> through the episode just to see whether it got downloaded properly or not and i still remember what the the, the worst part about red wedding was i was actually uh, engaged in watching G, uh, the season 3 and as soon as i downloaded uh, the episode 9 uh, i sort of scrolled uh, through that episode really quickly and 
the the thing that i saw while scrolling up was uh catling star getting choked off by her neck and i thought what the hell i've just seen a spoiler i mean i was absolutely uh you know terrified to to know that was a spoiler and add, adding to that i went to my college next day and uh, i i just told my friend that i just uh, saw uh, catlin sucks uh, death by mistake and he sort of gave me the spoiler that oh so you also seen rob sucks death and i was like no i, I hadn't seen rob sucks death it was just accidental and he just spoiled the whole uh, episode for me but yeah i was still engaged uh, to see uh, how they sort of got betrayed and all and i think fair play to them uh, for that amazing episode uh, episode i think the way they directed it the screenplay uh, yeah. the background music and the way uh, they executed that detail scene especially was absolutely yeah that's hands down to the best episode of game of thrones that's yep, yep. like uh, the way i mean the revelation of bruce bolton uh, his intentions and how he betrayed the starks with the help of walder frey and the lannisters like it it was perfect he had his reasons he had his intentions and there there was ramsey bolton one of my favorite yep. characters who was introduced in season 3 i mean I think what a character acting wise act, acting wise ramsey bolton i think uh, he's an, he's an amazing actor but yeah you hate him a lot yeah we hate him a lot oh, yeah and and the more the hatred an actor creates with his acting the, the greater the actor he is i mean that's just how it is uh, in, in my opinion and yeah so the the red wedding was obviously the highlight and so moving on to season 4 i think season 4 hands down was the best season for me in game of thrones i agree yes game of thrones was best at season 4 season 4 literally was the best season of game of thrones because every episode i was i was uh, like getting a new twist and a new uh, plot turn and everything like that i think it was it in season 3 where uh, stannis baratheon's shadow goes and murders uh, Renly yeah Renly Baratheon yeah was uh, it in season 2 season 2 yeah i think it was in season 2 yeah uh, so it's been a long time since you watched game of thrones so yeah apologies for uh, sort of yeah we were just refreshing our memory lane and sort of trying and engaging you guys as well into the discussion so yeah so season season 4 i think every episode uh, was having a really good twist and then uh the purple wedding came really uh quick and the purple wedding was another amazing episode where uh as a viewer you get a good amount of satisfaction uh, by seeing joffrey baratheon yeah. yeah getting getting uh his deserved death through the poison yeah and the, and my best my favorite episode ever where i you know before season 4 i you know never really binge watched game of thrones i mean like it was just like a like w- watching one episode a day and i didn't even watch one episode a day i used to watch half an episode today and then half an episode tomorrow i was like really lazy about that but then season 4 episode 7 where uh, tyrion lannister uh, peter dinklage there was a scene in the court where he was presented in front of his father and uh, the queen cersei uh, for the accusal of uh, joffrey baratheon's death uh because of poisoning so uh, that scene the way tyrion lannister delivers the dialogues i mean man that was amazing the way he says i i was not responsible for joffrey's death but i wish i was i wish i could i mean the, the dialogues that tyrion lannister said that absolutely you know blew my mind off and and at the end of that discussion when he says i want trial by uh, battle that 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 Combat. just yeah trial by combat sorry yeah that yeah. that made my hands 
uh keep on my head so that was absolutely absolutely amazing and yeah the whole season 4 was absolutely amazing the uh, the mountain versus uh uh who is it obren martel yeah obren martel obren martel the viper yeah, yeah obren martel versus the mountain that was that episode i mean that was one of the worst death scenes i've ever seen in a tv yes. and yeah just go through season 4 uh, what was your feelings season 4 was literally the best season i've ever seen like amazing development amazing episodes where each episode you get a big surprise and then you can't wait but move on to the next episode without waiting and like it was amazing and mainly uh, the thing which satisfied me most was the death of joffrey i mean everyone wanted him to die he was such a psychopath such a tyrant of a king and yep. i really and, hope tyrion i mean tyrion lannister killed him instead of yeah getting accused of killing like you said yeah Yeah, and uh, also we've got great characters like I mean the development of Olena Tyrell the grandmother of Loras Sir Loras and Marjorie Tyrell she was like the yeah. perfect thing in season 4 I mean yeah 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 uh, and yeah yeah and fair play to uh, and especially the, to that the revelation where yeah fair play to the actor who played Joffrey really did really well yeah sorry for interrupting you there and the revelation where she betrays Tyrion that was also heartbreaking oh yeah yeah that was absolutely and the, the end of end to season 4 where Tyrion kills Tyrion his own kills his cross, that, that was that, the ultimate yeah. man i mean the way jaime yeah. comes back with a cut hand and uh, sort of then uh, he sort of weeps with his brother and then his brother kills his father and the one the, the woman that he loved and yeah that was an absolutely amazing season and then you sort of increase your expectations for season 5 and moving and into the end five, of season 4 also showed yeah. i mean like showed a perfect uh, journey of arya i mean the perfect beginning to the journey of arya where she departs from the hound after a battle yep. with rian of tarth and then she makes her way to braavos yeah I mean, yeah like, yep. that was that was a turning point in the life of arya stark i mean yep. season till season 4 she was a rat yep and from season 5 she was no one so let's yep. move into season 5 yep and season 5 i think the only episode that uh, pleased me the most and this is again one of the best episodes of game of thrones is season 5 episode 8 where jon snow finally sees the night king for the first time i mean that episode man the way that battle went and the way uh, jon snow you know kills one of the white walkers with his uh, sword uh, that was absolutely amazing i mean the, i still remember the fight scene really uh, in detail and one of the best fight scenes i've seen and yep it's absolutely great uh, to sort of have that sort of a, that sort of an episode and the, la- the 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 ending of that episode where the night king appears and then he suddenly raises his hand and all the people who are dead on the ground just rise i mean and they look into the eyes of jon snow and the people who are ex- escaping and that was insane that that was one of the best episodes again and yeah apart from that i i didn't sort of think uh, season 5 was anything like season 4 because it again went to that pattern of building up for probably seven episodes and then uh, sort of give a good good twist or something like that in season 5 yeah. was it was it at the end of season 5 where jon snow got killed off and yes 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 jon yeah, snow dies so, in the end of season 5 yep and yep another shocking revelation that 
again uh, you know makes you think game of thrones as no uh, is is merciless completely when jon snow gets killed off uh, in that season and by his own men of the night's watch uh, that yeah. that was absolutely yeah i mean that uh, that thing debatable about season 5 is that uh, jon snow's death was justified because his men do not want the wildlings with them at the watch but yeah. jon snow in turn brings the wild wildlings to them the wildlings were those who attacked them i mean they they've had a history i mean a history of violence so many people wouldn't agree to that but still jon snow since he's a good leader he was able to bring them and convince most of them but uh, still a party of people weren't satisfied with jon snow which ultimately led them killing him yep and in season 5 we've also seen stannis baratheon coming to the night's watch yeah 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 and he sort of lays all men in there and yeah there's a whole chaos of it yeah and, and, and yeah season 5 also introduced one of the one of uh, powerful as well as intriguing character the high sparrow i mean personally i felt yeah, that the, yeah. the character of high sparrow is like i mean still season 4 cersei was merciless man like she yep. was ruthless and she could do everything what she had to do yeah and then suddenly this guy the high sparrow he has a cult he pops up and suddenly uh, torches cersei makes her walk naked all over king's landing that was like that was like really good yeah i think high sparrow was another highlight of season 5 i think and yeah and i sort of thought uh, that the 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 introduction of high sparrow and the development of ias to ias story uh, the way the starks got separated i mean that just makes you feel when will the all these starks you know, come together you know brand somewhere brand's probably on his journey uh, to become the three eyed raven uh, sansa is probably was That's having cool. a really bad journey uh, up till then like she was uh, yeah. married to ramsey bolton yeah mm-hmm. ramsey and she was getting tortured and all and then she escapes and yeah theon greyjoy uh, the guy uh, you feel sad for him but yeah uh, he did help sansa to just escape and then yeah jon snow was in the night's watch he got killed and then arya was in bravos and yeah you you have all those stories developing up so we are moving on to season 6 john snow uh, comes back alive what a surprise that was amazing uh and uh, <laughs> what else i think aya story uh, sort of takes a good good turn i think she yeah. goes yep she uh, learns uh, to be the no one i think i i, I mean if you when i when i was looking uh, that scene of aya where she was trained to be the no one i was thinking what's going to happen at the end uh, is it going to be something that is absolutely blow our minds off or is she going to become someone uh, that we don't expect or you know i was actually expecting a really wild twist there but we yeah, have the way they panned arya's story out was absolutely brilliant so what do you think about season 6 season 6 was fine i mean it wasn't as good as the previous two seasons but uh it definitely was a good season i mean there was a lot going on you had to resurrect jon snow back from the dead and then you had a brilliant story i mean how arya stark develops into no one and then you also see the journey of sansa stark and ramsey bolton then then there's the highlight of season 6 the battle of the bastards i mean that oh the battle of the bastards how can i forget that i mean battle of the bastards is 
one of the best battles again i mean yes. yeah we'll obviously rate our top 5 episodes of game of thrones uh, and the second best thing about season 6 which is also heartbreaking is the death of hodor i mean yeah, hodor, hodor is such a sweet and lovable character but and his death was a, yeah so it, it is a ruthless show it is a ruthless show after all and yeah, yeah. and obviously i'm going to ask uh, the question later on in this uh, podcast that yeah is the death of john snow no i mean is the resurrection of john snow justified which i think we can answer after we sort of uh, go through all the all the seasons and then obviously we can get into the theories and uh, ratings of the other episodes uh, ratings of our top five episodes uh, and yeah and obviously end the podcast with uh, obviously discussing the blood moon and the house of dragons and yep we can sort of end it that way so yeah battle of bastards what did happen in season 6 episode 9 i think it was probably aya uh, sort of battling out with the wave uh, yes. yeah and then she finally goes uh, decides to go back to winterfell that's something that happened and i think that uh, it is it is season 6 when uh, sansa sort of meets uh, Uh, John back, so yeah, yes. we sort of and and Bran probably becomes a three-eyed raven. Yeah, and I mean uh, season six did reunite Jon Snow and Sansa Stark, which is a, uh, I mean that was one of the beautiful moments I've seen. I mean that was yeah. good actually because they have been separated for almost six seasons, like yeah, and that's where Jon Snow becomes the king of the North, uh, and. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, wantedly or unwantedly but he did become uh, but then yeah you know what happened there uh, after after that so we are moving into season 7 this is where sort of things get a little uh, quicker and the pace of the show increases so aya stark becomes the no one the dangerous assassin and she comes back and uh, uh, you know she comes back to winterfell i think she does no she doesn't or she does uh, she doesn't uh, re- reunite with john yet she yeah. reun- reunites with him in season 8 so, so yeah uh, she reunites uh, she reunites with them later yeah so yeah. season 7 dinners is obviously uh, fast on our march uh, to just sort of take off uh, king's landing maybe and she obviously wages a war against jamie Lan- the lannisters uh, with yeah. with a dragon and there was there was a great episode where jamie lannister was actually saved by braun uh, yes. you know yeah that was a great episode of her generous yeah. sort of was fine actually uh, season 7 yeah, season, also formed was, the alliance of john snow and dinaris that was one of yeah, the best alliances that's where we sort of thought uh, we sort of got a hint where the thing sort of sort of started getting a little uh, rushed up but yeah season 7 was really good and yeah, yeah. I, and i think uh, season 7 it was probably uh w- I think yeah, it was in season seven where uh, Viserion got killed, uh, yes. unfortunately, and then uh, he, he did get resurrected by the Night King. Yep, and and obviously, Jon Snow met his auntie, Auntie Dany. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was the, <laughs> that that was one of the one of the most shocking WTF revelations. WTF moments. <laughs> yeah, WTF moments, and one of the most shocking revelations by Bran Stark was and that, Sam. Uh, Yeah, Sam Tyrell. Uh, yeah, man, Sam that Tali. guy, yeah. Samuel Tully. Yeah, uh, that guy. He's a great actor. Uh, he's a United fan, so yeah, he did meet uh, the United players and all. So yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, and uh, the truth, the truth is revealed to Samuel Tully by Brandon Stark that um, 
Jon Snow is actually yeah Lyanna Stark and Ned Stark yeah Ned Stark's actually uh, his stepfather and he's his bastard and he's been raised by Ned Stark but yeah that that's the truth that's revealed and that sort of makes us think more about season 8 i mean see things up till season 8 was built up so perfectly man i mean yeah. i start coming back as a killer uh, the night king marching with his army of the dead towards the wall and he sort of broke in the wall and he entered uh, the the part uh, he, he entered to just kill off every single guy out, out existing there and uh, you know and uh, season 7 also showed the meeting like denaris johns no meeting with cici lannister yeah discussing yeah. about the threat from the dead yeah and yeah it was uh, again another question posed whether Cersei Lannister will keep quiet uh, when the army of the dead comes or will she actually uh, give her hand but yeah they show it like Cersei is obviously going to betray but Jaime leaves King's Landing he comes yeah. to and then uh, we're also introduced to a stupid character i mean one of the character which i most hate on game of thrones that is Euron Greyjoy Yeah, like uh, Euron Greyjoy man this guy again one of the most hated characters yeah go on about Euron Greyjoy Euron Greyjoy uh, he was introduced he is shown as a ruthless bastard but like the development of Euron Greyjoy was so rushed that uh, two two or three scenes with Cersei and then he's like proposing a deal with her to yeah. uh, like he he has high hopes on the iron throne as well like everyone yeah. Yeah, and again, the Golden Company was again a waste of time. I th- I felt, and the Iron Bank, Iron Bank, uh, a character played uh, by uh, a character Sorry. in Sherlock. Yeah, Mycroft Holmes, the guy who played that character, was the guy playing the guy of Iron Bank in that one. So yeah, good cameo again, Game of Thrones. Uh, So season eight was perfectly built, wherein the Night King was marching. I uh, think uh, about season seven is that it had a cameo from Ed Sheeran. Oh yeah, how can I forget that? So yeah, let's bring this up. So yeah, season seven, episode one, Arya's just going up, going about in the forest, and she meets Ed Sheeran, a uh, musical pop star. I don't know if you saw this, but there was this video on YouTube where uh, just just bit an off-topic talk. Uh, but yeah, there was this YouTube video where uh, the two famous YouTubers, uh, KSI versus Logan Paul, had a boxing match, a rematch of their boxing uh, fight that they actually did last year. And this year they sort of did KSI versus Logan Paul too. And at that match, obviously many celebrities like Justin Bieber and all went. And um, Ed Sheeran, uh, there was there was this guy known as Ty. We used to live in Manchester, and uh, he was he he looked exactly similar to Ed Sheeran. So two blokes from the UK just got some front funds from one of the sponsorship committees companies, and uh, they just <laughs> they just flew off to uh, yeah boom uh, they just flew off to uh, the US to watch the KSI versus Logan Paul fight, and everyone out there. Uh, were looking at this guy known as Ty who was traveling with them as Ed Sheeran and they literally went to that bar uh, to to very expensive pubs and partied uh, just oh. because they thought they had Ed Sheeran so yeah that was one of the one of the fun things about Ed Sheeran that was uh, that actually shocked me but yeah Ed Sheeran's cameo was really good and yeah. there was probably a reference where they said Ed Sheeran got probably killed off by someone but That was, that was, that would have been sad if they had actually revealed it. But yeah, Ed Sheeran, he was singing a song in that jungle. It was really great. Yeah, 
and season 7 also showed the re- uh, reunion of the hound and beric dondarian lord of the light ah yeah the, the brothers i mean not not the brothers but yeah they sort of met in season 4 when arya sort of yeah i remember yeah. that the hound and the lord of light like the guy who claims himself to be the, the disciple yeah. of the lord of light fight yeah so and uncle benjen sort of saves john uh, yes. from uh, from the army of the dead and i think he probably got killed off there as well so many deaths we can't just discuss about every single one of them so yeah season 8 was perfect season, and yep. peterian lannister settled down as as the hand yeah, of denerys targaryen targaryen yeah that was one one more thing that was i think uh, i mean amazing. that that had good development from season 5 season 5 6 and 7 it it was pretty good developing peterian's character as the hand of denerys targaryen yep 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 i think that was really good peterian yep, strategies and denerys army that that was like the perfect setup for everything yep yep um and yep season 8 was perfectly set up for i think an amazing ending to the game of thrones uh, a uh, tv show where the night king was marching towards the living beings uh, and they he was planning to kill them off and obviously cersei was just planning to take off the iron throne by killing off uh, the, the starks and all the people existing and are, who are against them because she apparently had the golden company uh, on her on her side and yeah one of the one, one more one thing, thing i forgot uh, about season 6 yeah. was Cersei blowing up the yeah the, exactly I was coming back to that point uh, he, she blew up the septon the bailer septon that was one of the most cruelest scenes and yeah reminding of that uh, Isaac Hampstead right who played uh, Brandon Stark uh, he he went on to a TV show of Jimmy Kimmel and he was being interviewed uh, and he was asked whether he actually sort of spilled out a spoiler about Game of Thrones uh, while while going to college or university and he just said that yeah he was shooting season 6 and uh, he didn't know whether how many episodes had released uh, by the time he was in university and he went into college and he was interacting with his mates and his teacher and he surprisingly revealed that there was this guy who is really my good friend uh, he plays Tommen Baratheon and he's sadly dead and uh, people were like no man uh, he's not dead so he was like yeah i sort of probably dropped a big spoiler there so <laughs> that was another big thing uh, and yeah tom and brathian got killed off uh, i mean the thing about cersei is that she does everything except like leave her children i mean she's so concerned about her children that why she knew that she was going to blow up the sept and still purposefully she didn't send tom and brathian she yep. made the mountain block him without going yep And Tommen Baratheon was such a fool that I mean uh, he fell prey to Margaery's intentions, be it good or bad. And then ultimately he could do nothing but. I think Cersei was. Guy. I think Cersei was just fearful of her uh, destiny, with that the, her fate that was revealed to her uh, during her childhood that her children would die and uh, she would die in the arms of her brother and something like that. That was that was a fate that was actually revealed that actually keeps troubling her a lot of times. Um, yeah uh, so probably she was fearful of that and in in an in an action or in an intention of avoiding that she probably did that but yeah uh, 
that was Cersei's uh, thing. So yeah, we forgot to mention that as well. So apologies if we miss out on more major incidents. So yeah, we're just trying this out. So yeah, so season eight was perfectly set up, and then that's when I think uh, the pace of the show couldn't balance itself. I think the way uh, season eight's first episode and second episode were shot, it was like yeah, it's the good old Game of Thrones pace of uh, of of its TV show. I mean like. they started it quite slow i mean just uh daenerys and jon snow coming to winterfell uh, to just plan out for the night king's uh, you know battle which was apparently just a few days uh, away and that episode jon snow flies a dragon which was again the highlight of that episode and we get a lot of reunions in that and yeah. in the second episode it was just uh, just probably saying goodbye to one time of, some, good, uh, yeah some of our yeah some of our character favorite characters so i think first two episodes were kind of slow and the way the pace increases in the third episode the first thing uh, in the third episode no what no one no one could hardly see anything what was happening yeah, in the battle exactly it was totally dark and like um, no proper lighting i mean we didn't know what was happening there was a war happening there was a big yeah. war happening but what the hell's happening that's what was made many I mean, people react i mean i mean a standard of game of thrones tv show it's 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 absolutely horrible that uh, no one could actually see anything what's happening uh, i mean so it, it was so dark and there was no light there was, they, people were saying they should have probably shot it in the day and it was just battle and battle and battle and people couldn't see half of the battle but then the, to save the save the shit of that episode aya stark just pulled up one of the best moments again in game of thrones history which obviously she said uh, what do you say to the god of death uh, not today not so today. that was that, that was a call back to her season 1 dialogue when uh, you know she she, learning yeah she was she started learning her sword fight sword. Uh, trade, uh, uh, by her master and she just pulls out the best moment and yeah season Eight episode three. Let's just discuss about this because many people sort of had their own opinions divided about this. That Jon Snow and Night King should have had a proper battle, and I, I exactly, I, I agree. I mean, probably if that had happened, Jon Snow would have won because Night King was not that good in fighting, in my opinion. And Jon Snow, Snow had Valerian yeah, steel. Jon Snow had Valerian steel. Yeah, and but the thing was that. Uh, I what I felt I felt genuinely was that the Night King was walking away because he wanted to just kill off everyone. Uh, I probably wanted to do something with Brandon Stark. I don't know what, but he was just searching for Bran. Uh, John was going to him to fight with him, but then I think I I should call this as the cowardism of uh, the Night King because he just wanted to put John away, so he just raised his arms and people sort of. uh the, the the dead people sort of rose up and sort of sort of pouncing on uh, on yeah, john's yeah. yes that's why i think we couldn't get that battle and again john snow was shown like a fool uh, i mean uh, when all the things were happening he was just standing in front of a dragon and he was just screaming and yeah and he's standing in front of a dragon which couldn't blow off the night king i mean It spits yeah. fire on him. Daenerys shouts Dracarys, and what happens? He stands there, smiling like a fool. Yeah, <laughs> some weird moments in there. Yeah, and yeah, and and the mo the best part of the other episode, uh, Brandon Stark obviously sitting like anything. Arya Stark comes in, drops a knife, uh, puts that dagger in in his uh, chest, or I should say, yeah, uh, 
and yeah the night king falls apart and everyone falls apart and yeah people were saying that maybe they should have shown an intense battle between the night king and jon snow and in that battle jon is losing and then arya comes and kills him of that would have been an amazing uh, yeah uh, that would have fight. been better but yeah the night king's just shown as a coward and nothing else but yeah, yeah. that was, so people basically started off with their disappointments in episode 3 Yes. And, and episode 3 did show quite a lot uh, of deaths of major uh, characters yeah theon greyjoy sad death theon you are a good yeah. man i mean yeah. theon greyjoy like he 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 started up as a brother then a betrayer then then a fool i mean a coward who who falls in the hands of ramsay bolton and then he develops again he helps sansa stark and tries to help bran but is sadly overpowered by the night king and falls to his death i mean yeah, that and was pretty uh, good one more thing that uh, one more thing many people said that uh, like the likes of jamie who only had one hand one proper hand to fight brian of tarth uh, and there were many characters who didn't die after episode 3 so they were saying that even after repeated amount of threats of un- undealable level they even managed to survive i mean that was surprising Yeah. as many people said and some of some of the characters should have died and yeah, yeah. Uh, that was probably again one of the things that the the dnd brothers uh, basically screwed up uh, and yeah moving on to episode 4 that's where uh, the, 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 game, the, game, the game the game shifts towards the lannister i think it's episode 4 where uh, cersei kills one of venerys's dragons yeah and, and uh, melisandre one of the nearest yeah miss sunday miss sunday sorry 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 uh, she got she gets cut off and yeah that that was and i, I actually you know i was actually uh, after watching the episode 3 i was one of, in one of the public places uh, probably uh, standing in a queue somewhere like that of a temple and there were these two people discussing about uh, the disappointment of uh, you know the episode 3 how fans were disappointed about uh not showing a proper battle and all that stuff and not having a fight between johnson and the night king and yeah. uh, i i suddenly felt like turning turning to them and say look i think they're just saving the best part for now i think uh, what if uh, cersei sort of kills one of denerys's dragon that would be an amazing twist and look what happened actually it predicted the right thing and cersei did sort of but, kill off one but, but the thing is that Yeah, it did kill one dragon, but the odds of the other dragon surviving was yeah, quite less. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. I mean, I mean, I could have, I mean, uh, there were, and obviously episode five where she absolutely goes mad queen mode. I think they yeah. should have probably shown a twist, like the dragon, uh, the eldermost dragon, sort of laying eggs or bringing in some new dragons, or maybe so the the dragon coming with an armor on it, something like that. That sort of a twist would have absolutely blown the minds of the fans. I mean, like. Smooth- Yeah. The killing of the dragon wasn't too satisfactory because Euron Greyjoy and his army, his stupid army, were at a distance. I mean, quite a large distance. They were shooting continuously, and only one dragon dies, which is quite impossible. And the other dragon survives in spite of all these arrows coming and striking over it. That that yeah. that felt like uh, what's really happening. I mean, uh, one of the most logical and practical shows, and what has this become now? Yep. that that was absolutely disappointing yeah and then that moves smoothly as on to the episode 5 and episode 5 was just felt that it was just a waste of time it was it was too much destruction way too much cliche i mean 
is just basically Daenerys with what what with her one dragon just firing up the whole city and the whole city is in despair. I mean that's that was just terrible. I mean the I thing mean, was know. that they had to stop when Cersei surrendered, and yeah. Cersei dis- did surrender, but Daenerys still doesn't stop. Yeah, I think that was actually actually really. Uh, unnecessary i felt and yeah yep. and never- and jamie lannister who promised never to return back to cersei he goes back again i mean yeah what what's that and, actually and i mean even, even Tyrion sort of uh, starts playing a double game and he sort of uh, starts and goes and convinces jamie about something yeah yeah, yeah that was that was one thing and yeah and it, it is episode 5 where uh, cersei fulfills her de- a fate of dying with her uh, brother in his arms and you don't find it so a battle between the hound and the mountain which yeah. i expected it to be better a little more better yeah uh, and the how yeah. the, the mountain was again going for the ice of yeah. <laughs> there was again a good fight and then yeah arya stark and jon snow are basically uh, you know just escaping oh. from the dangers yep. yeah and then you have the final episode where all the weight of 64 not 64 exactly 70 episodes i would say uh ended there yep some people said the ending of game of thrones was satisfactory i i including me i thought it was quite satisfactory but some said it's probably illogical i mean uh yeah so going going through the episode 6 um uh, the best shot of episode 6 was when Daenerys walks after and winning the war and as the dragon swings. Dragon. Yeah, yeah, of the dragon. Beautiful um, shot. That, that's a beautiful shot. That was a beautiful shot and beautiful uh, directed scene. I think. And yeah. then um, Jon Snow betrays Daenerys, and that was an emotional scene probably for some fans. And then yeah. uh, Jon gets arrested for that. The, and I, some fans said that why not uh, show a jo- battle between Jon and Grey Worm, the guy. the battle with Grey Worm I know that that would have a good battle but yeah maybe but people I mean the creators weren't too into it they wanted it to end it fast maybe yeah and then Tyrion plays a good part and says that Brandon Stark uh, the guy who uh, sort of was in a wheelchair and he far- travels so far I think he deserves to be the king and everyone agrees I never agree to that I mean that that mom- I mean that did like, look, was, uh, like when what i thought was uh, when game of thrones started and when uh, ned stark got betrayed i the one thing that i was pretty much sure about that if this show does not end with the starks not getting justice for what what all the wrong things that happened to them then i i don't think uh, this would be a good show and i think at the end of game of thrones i think all the starks got uh, justice and they got really good endings which i think was fair I think I mean Brand Stark turning uh, Game of Thrones as a merciless show and hoping for justice for a family that like doesn't really add up. I knew something bad was going to happen and always knew something bad will happen. So I prepared for the worst. I mean I thought uh, I, but I never expected Brandon Stark to be king and it it did just like hit me up. Like I wasn't completely satisfied with what happened at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sansa, Sansa being the ruler of Winterfell was perfect. That that was really yep. uh, and, required. And I started going that, for a for another journey. That was another. That was again good. Uh, but Jon Snow going with the wildlings into the beyond the wall. That was that was a callback to basically the first ever scene of Game of Thrones. Season. But 
that yeah. was that was clueless like where was he going with all those wildlings and then yeah. brandon stark being the king along with his new uh, council and that was just kind of good i mean like when he sort of got pushed off i sort of felt sad for him but then oh. i think yeah, his character development wasn't shown that that much in detail and i mean there were seasons when there was there were seasons that which were which were pro- where probably brandon stark wasn't probably uh, existent as much i would say yeah but then yeah i think brandon stark is a good king i would say i mean brandon stark uh, like when he became the ra- uh, three eyed raven he he was destined i mean like he decided not to become the king and when derian calls out his name he just replies him with a counter saying that why do you think i've come this far yeah that like, was like that that didn't yeah. make proper sense actually yeah i yeah. mean he he should have stayed to his word yep yep and yeah, yeah and uh, now so <laughs> wrapping that up uh, with the question that we sort of posed uh, before uh, during season 6 was jon snow's revival justified i mean i read a theory that said that uh, basically when jon snow got revived uh, he was uh, he was destined to sort of love his aunt and all and when his aunt will turn into the mad queen he will be the one to sort of stop her and you know uh, give her her death so that was his destiny and he had to fulfill his destiny and that's the reason why he was revived by the lord of light according to what uh, the thread the woman said you mean uh, yes or asai yeah i think that was sorry the asura sai no the woman lord of uh, light i mean no no not no, not no actually okay okay because uh, according to the books there's this thing called asura sai and theory is relating john snow to asura sai being the asura sai i mean uh, one uh, the lord of the light sends one of his men to kill the mad king or queen and be the next ruler of the iron throne i mean it's just a prophecy sort of thing yeah so uh, it, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't mentioned in the tv show it's just off record something oh, okay. like that. that's good and so yeah, talking about one of the most interesting theories that we found that this was probably uh, this was probably in discussions by one of our friends on one of our groups that actually Arya Stark was dead and it was actually the way for took it took the face of Arya Stark and then she came back uh, as uh, Arya Stark into Winterfell but actually that was not a valid theory uh, because i think uh, Arya Stark pretty much knew about uh all our past and uh, had our association with john snow and yeah the, the that theory sort of contradicted because uh, she sort of remembered all those things that uh, only i as sakur remember and no one else did and i think yeah that sort of theory field what do, what did you think about that theory I, i i'm sure you pretty much remembered it ah yes i would have also disagreed with that theory because i yeah uh, the past being one of the reason because Arya was like uh, well connected with her family and I felt the wave didn't know much about Arya's past especially with uh, Gendry and the hound mm. so maybe that uh, wasn't a valid theory maybe uh, in my yeah, opinion so, yeah so just to end uh, wrap up the game of thrones discussion how do you think should have the show ended i mean maybe the show should have ended in a normal in the normal traditional way where Daenerys instead of making such a ruckus maybe she should have uh, 
I mean, slowed it down. Uh, be the rightful leader of the Iron. I mean, King's Landing. Be the perfect heir to the Iron Iron Throne. And Arya getting her revenge by killing Cersei Lannister. Jaime yeah. and Brienne being together, and a few character deaths which would have made it emotional. Like I thought they would kill off Tyrion Lannister. I I thought they would kill off uh, Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion was good. Yeah. I mean that would have brought I mean like that would have been emotional because Tyrion was the man from season 2 holding the series like uh I, with his performance with his strategy with his yeah, ideology I mean yeah so Peter Dinklage to be honest uh, ever since Breaking Bad was airing till 2013 I think that till then uh, Peter Dinklage did not get those many Emmys because uh, everything uh, was dominated uh, No, not Brian Cranston. Aaron Paul, man. Aaron, Aaron Paul, yes. Jesse Pinkman, bitch. Yep. It's yeah. It was actually uh, him that was actually dominating the awards. But then yeah, after Breaking Bad ended, it was actually Game of Thrones all the way, and it was Peter Dinklage, and it was he really deserved the Emmys and all. Yeah. So who should who according to you should have been the king uh, of the Iron Throne then? Um, Daenerys would have been perfect. I mean, after all, she struggled like from. being tortured by her brother Danny, yeah. being yeah in in the death of her husband and losing sajora which was one of who was one of the most memorable characters i mean perfect friend zone guy yeah. <laughs> highly relatable that one i mean yeah. he loved danny more than anything died in her hands so maybe she should have uh, mean she should have been queen that that's what i would have wanted Yeah. and maybe john snow like a commander or like hand hand i mean tyrion would be hand if he was alive or else maybe john snow okay yeah yeah so yeah let's just quickly touch upon blood moon and house of dragon what do you think they are going to be about um blood moon is cancelled so it's oh, only yeah, house yeah, of dragon we've been will be getting yep House of Dragons. So about three hundred years ago, uh, I mean, like yeah. before the game. Because it's on the Targaryens, I guess. Yeah, is it going to show Robert's rebellion and all those things that was uh, talked about in Game of Thrones? Maybe I guess it. Yeah, it could show. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, there's no nothing much told about it. So the only thing I know, I know is that it's about the Targaryens and set around three hundred years before what Game of Thrones started. And yeah. Blood Moon was supposed to be about the children of the forest, the the things responsible for the creation of the White Walkers. That that would have been a logical show because I think they just screwed up with the White Walkers thing. So yeah, I mean the total arc of the White Walkers. I mean yeah, the White Walkers. Yeah, and one more thing was that uh, White. One more thing was that if you remember in season four was it uh, or season two where uh, you know uh, there there was this kid who was stolen from uh, you know. Uh, Who was Samuel Tully's wife? I mean that girl, Gilly. Uh, huh. Yeah, Gilly. One of Gilly's children, or someone like that. They they were stolen by one of the White Walkers, and the Night King comes and he just uh, pokes his finger onto the cheek, and that baby is turned ice turned blue. So I I don't still uh, know what that meant. I mean. uh was it a creation of a new white walker or something like that or i don't know exactly so and they could have they could have made that white walker plot so better and that they just screwed it up basically yeah that, yeah the the total arc of the white walkers was totally screwed yeah he is disappointed yeah so anything else you want to just uh talk before just wrapping up 
the game of thrones thing i mean game of thrones is a great show with memorable characters and storylines but the ending was such so it still ends up being a disappointment yeah yeah i mean yep, like uh, it was pretty good i mean there were a lot of characters we didn't touch uh, they were all great characters they all had their ends but yeah at the end of the day it's still a great show despite having a bad final season yep 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 so yeah that was basically game of thrones uh, our first podcast special shout out to lord lord velish i mean little finger oh that, little finger man that guy's acting and that guy's death scene was absolutely amazing yeah yeah that he and his i mean he was a pretty good manipulator especially yeah, when and he when he killed lysaren he was actually the the guy behind the game of thrones yeah exactly game he, of thrones he plots the death of john arryn yeah that's where and everything that's where begins. everything begins yeah he yeah. is the master of the game of thrones and yeah. that's where, i think yeah one of the greatest characters yeah shout out so they might they that's the end of the podcast of game of thrones hope you refresh a lot of memories of one of the favorite shows of your uh, i think i'm pretty sure at one point in time everyone everyone's favorite show would have been game of thrones and yeah it is such a big show that we would have missed out on some major incidents and uh, theories so apologies for that hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, apologies if, if there were external disturbances as you could have listened uh, th- that was probably due to some of the issues that we were facing we will definitely try to avoid that and uh, we have apologies for not uh, putting the story that you have to hear this week we are planning to do that next week because uh, i think we were sort of not able to decide properly on one uh, good short story so yeah, hopefully we will get that on uh, on our next week's podcast so yeah uh, so the, the pattern that we're going to follow is that uh, this week we did a tv show next week it's going to be a movie and and again in the consecutive week it's going to be a tv show and then it's going to be a movie so it's going to be alternate weeks uh, of, of tv shows and movies and next week we're going to discuss the joker of Joaquin Phoenix and i'm pretty sure uh, since it's quite hot on uh, on the viewers minds it's going to be an interesting interesting podcast as well hope you enjoyed it madhav uh, hope to have you back again on the joker one and yep hope you yep. listen hope hope you enjoyed the game of thrones podcast please listen to this on anchor and spotify uh, hopefully we're going to try and get this uh, podcast on more platforms as we progress and yeah check out my sports related uh, podcast all about united in football uh, which is obviously available on major, various platforms i've just did uh, my podcast so yeah glad to start off with the benjis club hope you enjoyed madhav and yeah see you again in the next podcast then. I want you all